0: We all have questions in which we desire to grow and develop. Are you looking to grow in a certain area of your life? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we drop a new episode every first and third Friday of the month. If you haven't, be sure to go back and listen to part one of this conversation. Today, we conclude our chat on how we can manage our suffering well. Let's dive in. You pray that it's gotten everything, but like
1: you may have missed something. I just compared the blood of Jesus to a liceal wipe, mm-hmm. really but um, it does disinfect. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> <I, everybody laughs> talks about it. The, they talk about the healing power of the blood, but disinfecting power. It's
0: okay. So <laughs> it's it's a leftover residue sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah. and again, that's not in every
1: case. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. It's in the cases where God wants you to lean in on Him. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, "God, couldn't be something else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, let it be my addiction to sugar. I can suffer through that. <laughs> it's easy. That like, that is a legit these mental, suffering. <laughs> some of these mental games, though, like that's way harder because you, because um, it's easier to fall down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. and easier to fall into those thought processes." Then, like, um, what Craig Rochelle you know, did the whole Mastermind series. And I literally have to think of my brain as, like, this old school, like, CPU board situation mm-hmm. where I have to take wires and replug things. And mm-hmm. um, in Keys to Freedom, they talk about creating a new trail because mm-hmm. you have walked the trail mm-hmm. of your old thoughts. Like, trails don't just appear. Trails appear after you've walked a certain path for so long. Mm Because now at that point, you've killed all the vegetation and you're creating a new trail. Mm -hmm. So you have to do the same thing for a new trail of healthy thoughts to come in. Is You have to constantly be like, okay, this road hasn't been traveled. But if you travel down it enough, it will become a new trail of health for you. Mm -hmm. But that's just hard. So I do struggle with the whole generational one and then... I'm just like, man, Jesus is Jesus. Like, he's all almighty and powerful and just got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: how, how, does, how does knowing, so with all, all the different things that we, you know, struggle with when it comes to suffering, how does it know to realize that God does feel every single thing that we're feeling? Like, how does that shift? How does that shift your perspective? How does that challenge it or encourage you? Friv has like this look on her face, uh,
1: and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that don't really do much for me in the moment. If I were to be one hundred, like I, like when people are like God sees it and He cares, then why He ain't doing nothing? <laughs> you know, that's not that's that doesn't. I, again, I don't need people to try to fix mm-hmm. or try to rub over what I'm feeling because all you're gonna do is. When I'm in that mode, I want to discredit everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. So to hear what you've just said today, where I feel like my suffering is manageable, or should I say I understand what I'm going through, I can lean into that. Like, yes, God does know this, and he is going to see me through. But when I'm in the depths of my pain, mm-hmm. and you're like, God sees this. Well, if he sees this, he need to come down here. And do something for real, for real, like how he used to do back in the Bible time. You need to <laughs> appear to me in my house, come through a wall and touch me mm-hmm. and hug me, or show me the answer. Like I, I don't. That works when I'm in a good place, mm-hmm. but if you know, I'm not,
0: well, you'll take some oil and start casting out all. The- <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's when I'm in a good place. Like when I, when I feel like, when I feel like I understand my suffering, or when I feel like. It is temporary, or I know the solution. I do get, I do get wild, or like I'm, I'm praying I'm But is that partially
0: our responsibility as well as believers? What do you mean? So you said in order, is that where the lean-in comes? The, like we take the first step of leaning in yeah. when things happen, yeah. that he is the God mm-hmm. that can still do all of those. Yeah. When I am
1: healthy, that's, yes, very intentional. Yeah. Like, like I'm praying scripture. And I'm believing. And I've got, like, my house is covered in, like, during those moments. Like, I'm covered in, like, little sticky notes to remind me, like, God has, God has you. God has this. But when I, but, like, a particular thing that I suffer through that I've been suffering for a while, I've lost interest in praying about it. I've lost interest in fighting about it. And I've lost interest in leaning in. Um, and so I'll tell people how I feel about it. But I know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I really don't expect them to be able to help me either. So it's just... That part is almost like a the, the dream of what I want for that. The suffering of not having that dream had become the suffering became so great that I no longer care about it any. Like I, it's not a priority to me anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe that's where God meets you when it just becomes an afterthought. Because yeah. think about it, um, who was the guy in the wilderness? Moses, right? He was the one tending sheep. I
1: feel like they all be in the wilderness. Oh.
0: And <laughs> yeah. I'm really terrible with
1: names. But.
0: Once Moses left, he wasn't worried about what was. Yeah. He just kept living what is. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. he took care of what is. Yeah. You know? He wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go back and save my people, you know, and go, let my people go. (laughs) He wasn't thinking any of that. What what version of the. (laughs)
1: to be in the J.L.T. Yeah. The
2: GB Living Translation. Yeah,
1: I need to be in this version. (laughs) You know, the guy. This is like, boop, (laughs) guy. Could be Moses. Maybe not. They all look (laughs) like. They all got the same story. Yeah, I need to Um, be in that version. But you're, I mean, you're right. Like, (sighs) Seriously, he moved
0: forward with life and when it wasn't even a thought in his mind is when God brought it. Which sucks. Yeah. Because you're like, God, at, if a 40, is it when I'm going to have this dream, like, actually come to fruition in my life? I feel like I missed out on all my 30s and 20s with this mm. dream, mm. you know? And, like, I always tell people I don't have FOMO because I live in the tension of I think I already missed out. Like, mm. whatever it was, I feel like I've already walked by it and didn't recognize it, mm. you know? And that's its own
1: form of suffering, too, is the suffering mm. of, like, what if?
0: Right. Right. I I am notorious for living in what ifs. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself like if you if from one side of your mouth you're saying God is able, God can do it, God is this, God is that, yeah. I have to also believe it and like declare that over my life, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah. And then for me with with that particular dream, I feel like I brought, like this is the consequence. Yeah.
0: And 40 isn't old, 50 isn't old, now that I am, like, so close to 40, you know. (laughs) Like, I remember being (laughs) in high school and looking at my teachers and be like, oh, my gosh, they're so, like, out of touch, they're so old, and, like, just feeling this removed. And
1: they were probably, like, 28, I know. I I used to
0: think adults were born as adults. Like, only I had the privilege of being born (laughs) as a kid.
1: (laughs) Growing up,
0: yeah. So mm-hmm. I now look back and I was like, "Oh crap!" I wonder if they felt the same way that I did, like, yeah. you know. And I consider them now looking back to be like, "Oh, they're still young." Forty? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not bad. Like, that's when most of life starts. They told me thirty. I'm still waiting for that. Like,
1: so I'm hoping for a good forty. Only thing that starting is ailments. like. <laughs> Why does my knee feel like this? (laughs) Is it in? Like, I swore I woke up one morning. I was like, is my knee in my hand? Like... (laughs) 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 <laughs> I, got, I don't know what's going on <laughs> with my body so yeah that's what I experienced in my 30s Hell, well I'm I don't going. know how to do- download
0: software it's like the other day I was in tears
1: because I couldn't figure out I was like I'm the that person last night I couldn't log into my laptop for class <laughs> <laughs> I was like I know my own password and the students were just in their masks so I don't know what their mouths were doing but their eyes seemed that they cared for me and I was, and just kept saying incorrect <laughs> and I was like I've got to teach you
2: Suffering for Jesus oh, yeah. can't can't install any software.
1: <laughs>
2: Legit, I'll, yeah. I'll say this. Um, thank you for sharing that for it too. Like in that moment of like, oh, man, oh, am oh, I might. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, to Mark
0: I, Ben to bring us back for a circle.
2: Hey, hey, listen, listen. We all got it. So we all suffering. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, like you you bring a good a, a good point just saying how like you know in that in that unhealthy, that dark moment, like, that doesn't matter for you. Yeah. On the other side, though, think about this. So, like, when you think about people that you do trust and people that you do care about, yeah. when they are fully present with you and they're not trying to fix it, yeah. there's, there is there still not a form of relief in just knowing that they're just being present with you? Yeah. You know? And so in the same sense, like, how many times have we said, like, like, man, I, just, I wish they just listened to me. I wish they just hear me out, right? B- why? Because there is comfort in knowing that someone is just there letting you be present in your pain. Mm-hmm. It's really taking that same concept with God. Like, God can take the fact that, yes, you may want him to fix it, and however he's going to move is how he's going to move, but there is, a, there is a peace for me when I know that God knows exactly how I feel. And though it may feel like he's not doing anything, this this is when I have to remind myself I can't rely off on my feelings and my emotions. I have to lean into really what you said, babe, earlier about Job. I have to lean into the truth. So even going back to the other question, the difference between what, what makes people bitter and better, I would say is them really making a self-conscious decision to lean into that despite how one feels. Um, so really, I'm going to go into a quick, this is something I actually got from uh, one of my teachers but. It's a seven-step process to biblical well-being, but before I even go to the seven steps, the number one thing, it's really going back to your point, the center of everything we do has to do with trust. Everything. If you don't have a trust in God, forget steps one through seven. So when it comes to our suffering, if we don't have a trust in God, good luck. Yeah. And now it's not saying that God can't move in such a powerful way that he can still bring about his healing. He doesn't need our help. God is that powerful. Our willingness absolutely helps, but keep that at the forefront as we go through this process. There has to be a, um, a trust in God. Matter of fact, she did a research, 69.6% of biblical characters that got through stuff, they got through it because they the common denominator is that they all had a foundation of trusting God. So that's kind of like 0.1 point, I guess. <laughs> the official's first step is asking God for help. And somebody's going to feel very simplistic But for being honest with ourselves, as I go through it, we don't do these things on a regular basis. So number one is asking God for help. Don't be anxious about anything, but pray and present your request to God. Philippians. Step number two, praise and worship. When you think about it, like you ever think about going to like a a night of worship? You know, you come in with a heavy heart. You haven't even made a, brought a prayer request, but you, you just feel lighter at the end of whether it's, Two minutes in, or excuse me, two songs into it, or at the end of the night after an hour. Why? Because all your focus and perspective has been completely on God. It's not saying your stuff doesn't matter anymore, but you just have a different shift. Because suffering magnifies the issue and it takes our mind off of God and everything else in life. So, step number two is praise and worship. Step number three, there's a sense of call, meaning trusting the promise of God, knowing what you're doing has really come from God. So everything, every step that you can take moving forward, that's a God step. Don't ever have a time in your life when you're not sure if God has called you to do it. Either God has called you or he hasn't. Knowing the call of God on your life has the power to keep you through any and all suffering moments. So be dependent on that call. Be dependent on what God, not just where God has you, but where he has already taken you. Like there's, there's empowerment in that. Step number four is working with God. That is way easier said than done. Because it's human nature to, to take it in, in you know, into my own hands. Because I want to fix it. I want someone else that I know personally that can fix it right now. So working with God together, you can truly do all things. That's where that text comes from. It's not saying that. It's not saying that uh, if if I say it and I want it, Jesus is going to do it. I mean, because the rest of it that we that we skip over, Paul says, I know how to live with a lot or a little. I know how to live on a full stomach or an empty stomach. For I can do all things. We forget also, he wrote this in prison. And the whole concept is about joy. What? (laughs) But it's his full understanding of knowing who God is. He's working with God. So, step four is working with God. Step five is lamenting and venting. This goes to your point, (laughs) Fripp. Like, you said this before, babe. David is one of your favorite characters because you love his honesty and his vulnerability. Half of the book of Psalm is about take him out, Lord. I'm done. I don't want anything to do with this. Mm -hmm. You're God. You handle it. This is your problem. This is your Mm -hmm. issue. We forget that we don't allow ourselves to do that. We feel like we over-spiritualize things as Christians. We go, oh, I want to hurt God. Are you kidding me? If God is so fragile that you can't bring your emotions to him, how small is our God? And then how big are we? And now my emotions and my venting is actually God and not God is my God. I feel like that one really struck you.
1: Yeah.
2: Anything you want to elaborate on? (laughs) No.
1: That's for my mind. Okay.
2: (laughs) But it's a reminder that everyone has their own triggers as to what they're lamenting and venting can be focused on. And it's also the biggest piece to mention here, and you said this earlier, Juby. everyone suffers and has different triggers. So it can be from finances. Mm -hmm. It can be from family dynamics. It could be from our job. It could be from someone said something, but it really really what they said is what's triggering something that took place 5, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But it's your lamenting and venting to have, and that's not a bad thing. It's just knowing that it's there. Step number six uh, is just suffering itself. It builds character in the midst of trauma, and people must trust that God walks with them in the midst of their trauma. And then the last one is um, assistance from friends and family. Remembering that suffering will take a team of people to help move others forward through their pain. They can often help by placing themselves in danger and fight when the person has no strength. One of my favorite uh, texts, the images of, you brought up Moses, um, but when Moses is feeling what you know when he's holding up the staff, as long as he holds up that rod, they're advancing. And as soon as he drops it, the enemy's advancing. And Aaron, uh, is it Aaron and her, uh, Somebody
1: else came and held his arms, right?
2: Yes. Her? Aaron and her. Yeah. I think Aaron and her came alongside him and held his arms up and ended up conquering. We forget like to allow God's people and his church to come alongside you is not weakness. It's actually his will. Yeah. Pastor Mike says all the time, Christianity is not a one man or woman sport and it never has been. I've said this before, nowhere from Genesis to Revelation do you find God do a powerful move actually outside of relationship. But we feel like when suffering goes through. Yes, we have a form of responsibility to do something about it, but no one ever said we had to do it on our own. And it's not a biblical concept. Yeah. Never has been. So, quick recap. Step one, ask God for help. Step two, praise and worship. Step three, sense of call. Step four, working with God. Five, lamenting and venting. Six, suffering and seven, assistance from friends and family. Out of those seven, which ones strike you? What challenges you or what encourages you?
1: What challenges me is assistance from friends and family. Why? I don't want people in my business. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't. Like, That's fair. I don't want people in my business because people don't always know how to check on you. Like, I know I had a, a, a very temporary thing I wanted somebody to pray for, uh, and they prayed for it. And then, you know, it was our jobs to forget about it. And they decided they wanted like to keep texting me, like, encouragement. And I was over it. Like, I know that you think you're helping me, but you keep reminding me. Like, I thought we prayed it was over. So when you keep, how are you feeling? Are you sure you're okay? Like, I just, and I thought we prayed that I was okay. I
2: like the sound in your head?
1: <laughs> yeah, because it was really annoying. And I stopped telling that person about what was going on for me because it's like, I wanted to, that was, it was over for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't over for them. Mm. So I struggle with wanting to share with people because sometimes some things are worthy of checking in. If I lose a person, yes, continue to check on me. But if I'm just like, hey, I'm really struggling with this person on my job. Like For me personally, everybody mm-hmm. has their different levels mm-hmm. of suffering. But if I'm just like, oh, I need to confront this person. And it's like, did you confront them? Yes. Did it work out? Yes. And then you're asking me again, how, how is it with that person? It's fine. Like, there's nothing else to tell you yet. Like, so for so for me, I just struggle with people being in my business cause I feel like they want me to feel emotions or want to talk about it when it's not necessary, when I'm done. Mm. Um, I'm over it, but you're not over it. Mm. it. doesn't mean I won't lean in. I just have decided who are the people I can lean into now that can be my family and friends um, versus leaning into the wrong people or to people who may not know how to help me.
2: I but, think that question is... The best filter question that an individual can ask is that: "It's who are the people that I can lean it?" Because though we do need the body of Christ, whether it's the church, friends, family, not everyone deserves and earns the right to speak into that. Mm-hmm. For those reasons, yeah. you know, it's like now you're now you're. Um, I don't know what you're pointing out, babe. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Because now what you're doing is like you're not adding value to my suffering. You're you're adding more stress.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, do you think? Let me ask you this, um, and I'm asking too for from for, for my sake as well. Do you think it's healthy as the individual who's going through the suffering to, I guess, like manage that expectation by saying like, "Hey, this is what I need from you." Mm-hmm. Like, is there is there a place? I guess for us as the person going through it, to be straightforward. In the yeah. Need.
1: I think it, it's your suffering. You own the suffering. So I think you can also have some autonomy. Like, and it's just simple, like, hey, I need you to pray for me about this. I'll keep you updated,
2: mm.
1: you know, as I need support.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I just need you to be here for this one thing.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: And just, that's it. Yeah. Because some days you know you checking on me could be really good because I could be on the brink of a crack and you <laughs> checked on me and and I'm okay. and then there are other days where are I'm you talking like actual like, Physical crack or are we talking drugs? I mean, you never know. Uh, <laughs> crack has a way of, you know, getting you hyped, but uh, no, it's like breaking down. Like Hugs, that's not when drugs. break down.
0: That's gonna determine if I check in on you, like depending on the form of crack.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> need to check in sooner if I'm using the drug crack. I mean, There's need to be an intervention, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I just I'm I'm funny about my suffering, so um. I'm. I've just. I've decided who can be a part of that journey with me and who can't.
2: And I think that's a very healthy boundary, you know, God about to have. Mm. What about you, sweetheart?
1: Um, Out of the seven, I was trying to make
0: sure like I didn't miss anything. Mm. Um, I was gonna say <laughs> 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 um, one working with God and then trusting, like the very step, trusting God. Mm. Um, Because I think somewhere along the line, I have bought in to the story that I have to do this on my own. Mm. God's got bigger things to worry about, not my puny little problem. Um, So for me, that's a
2: challenge. Yeah. Yeah. If if you notice between what you guys shared... um, for me, it's lamenting inventing. Not that I don't, not that I know that I can't do it, but I just forget to.
1: Mm.
2: Like my personality is just Juby. Obviously, knows this well about me. Juby's very good at stopping me. And go, how are you? And when she does that, it really makes me go, oh snap! How am I? Like the best way I can explain it that I have share with people is, behind every thought I think is like a door in my head. So if there's like three doors in my head, and when Juby says. How are you? This magical fourth door just pops up that that was never there in the first place. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's not that I don't want to. I literally just don't think to. So this is a reminder as we've just gone through seven basic practical steps or also biblical steps, everybody's step is going to be different in the sense of what they struggle with. So it's important to know yourself, your temperament, your personality, so that you can lean into whatever weakness that you have.
0: But does that then essentially show a lack of trust going to point one? If you're Mm -hmm. failing to vent and lament, does it show a lack of trust in God? Because if that is there, that encompasses all the other ones, Mm -hmm. which is working with God, Mm -hmm. lamenting, going to him, you know, leaning into his people. So... Is the tr- like true root of all seven of them than a lack of trust?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I I would I would affirm that.
0: So none of us trust God. My God, <laughs> what y'all doing here?
2: Or not so much that we don't trust God is we all have our different root of the seven on why we don't trust God. So like I, it's kind of like I mean as. As people, and maybe as, I don't know if this is American, Western-slash-cultural thing, it's so easy to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's the difference between saying, I'll trust you with these six things, but not this seventh thing. Mm-hmm. So I would agree with that. I would mm-hmm. say at the root of all of them, which makes sense I mean that I remember even my professor taught this, the core root of all of these things is trusting God. So now I guess the question becomes, what is your reason why you don't trust God? And that reason is going to be different, mm-hmm. which, hence, knowing our personality or temperament, doing life with people that, going back to what you said, Fred, that know you well, that have permission based within your personality to kind of help God. Because you know my person, for example, you know to stop me and go, hey, how are you? Because I just don't think sometimes to sit in my pain. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm unwilling. I just don't think about it. But that's not... That doesn't work long-term. I can't continue to live my life like that. Yeah. You know? Um, so I would affirm that wholeheartedly. Behind every single one of it is, at the core of it, you don't trust God, but your why... It's different. Correct. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree with that?
1: hmm
2: yeah. It's heavy. Um, I'll wrap it up with this thing. You brought up Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Son of God. That he is God and He's mighty and mm-hmm. uh, fear not, I've overcome the world. There's a part, and Juby knows this, I mean, very well. I'm not going to go into it, but uh, like read it verbatim, I mean. But Matthew 26, verse 36 through 46, and Luke 22, 42 through 44, is the biblical text of basically Jesus um, in the Garden of Gethsemane mm-hmm. before he gets crucified. Mm-hmm. I personally, this is my personal opinion, I think the church as a whole, I think we romanticize the cross. And what I mean by that is not in the sense that we don't, that we don't honor it and, and we you know, celebrate what Jesus has done in the resurrection. What I'm saying is I don't think we pay attention too much to what he did on the front end of it. Mm-hmm. So when I go back to these verses, Matthew 26, verse 36, and Luke 22, verse 42, we don't talk about the part where it says that Jesus was so overwhelmed mm-hmm. that he prayed three times, and the language says, God, if it's at all possible, take this cup of suffering away from me.
1: Yeah.
2: He literally uses the word suffering, mm-hmm. right? What I find interesting is in Luke 22, verse 42, Luke is the only one that has the account where it says that he was so overwhelmed it looked like he was sweating blood.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we can safely conclude that this big, Almighty, powerful God was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. He had anxiety. Mm-hmm. So much so, he's. If you're sweating like blood, it's probably safe to say you're stressed out. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. It comes out
0: of my tear ducts, usually <laughs>
2: <laughs> it looks like tears, but really it's blood. <laughs> and the thing I think about is when I even think when I think through the breakdown of the scripture. When he says, he starts off his prayer with Abba, Father. Let's just pause there. The fact that even calling him dad starts with what you said, babe. It's the fact that Jesus trusts him. Yeah. Forget about the prayer for a second. For Jesus to say, Father, mm-hmm. he's coming to God because he knows that he can fully trust him. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Then he says, two, take this cup of supper. In other words, I want to go like Jesus, we forget, Jesus didn't wake up excited to go to the cross. Who in the right mind would? No one goes, I can't wait to get whipped 40 times. By the way, I'm really looking forward to the crown of thorns. Oh, and I got to carry my own cries? We haven't even talked about getting pierced to it. That's not what happened. So not only can we safely conclude that Jesus was overwhelmed and had anxiety, we can also safely conclude that he felt and he vented. Like he, he gave every single emotion and feeling he had to the Lord. And then he says... Not my will, your will be done. And the part that I thought about even more, as I was thinking about it this morning, for Jesus to ask three times hmm. the question, "Take if it's not possible, take this cup of suffering away from me," he's also going to God because he also knows he has the power to eradicate that issue. Yeah, but God doesn't remove it. <laughs> <laughs> it but. What, but the rest of the text says, going back to Luke 22, verse 42 through 44, it says that he was strengthened to endure. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Frick, give me something. <laughs> give me something.
1: It's just a, little, it's just a lot. Um, suffering, is, suffering is not hard for me to do. I just suffer by myself. I suffer in silence. And so the things that you're talking about, it's just like, <laughs> it requires me to have to think deeply about how I'm choosing what I'm doing. Mm. Um, And then also not assuming that because I'm living in a way that I think is better than what I used to, that I can avoid future suffering because I felt like all the past suffering was enough. Mm. And so now just realizing, like, again, we're going to have trials. Everyone's going to suffer. And what do I do when I'm going through it? Mm -hmm. So I have to just think now. (laughs) like this one makes me think because suffering is private for like my suffering is private and I'm trying to get to a place where I'm sharing more of those things or sharing more of my heart or sharing more of my process but I get to choose how I want that to look and um so this conversation is challenging me to get outside of the comfort of how I'm choosing to tell people about my suffering or how I'm choosing to go to God about my suffering and so it's it's just kinda of changing the process a little bit and I'm deciding if I want to do it. If I were to be honest, like I just <laughs> the way that I'm suffering right now is comfortable. Yeah. Um in terms of who gets access to it.
2: It's comfortable because it's familiar for us. Yeah. Our version of suffering. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um so now I have to like figure out if that's biblical.
2: That's the biggest challenge, is what you said. And I to include myself. And the way I'm, you've taught me this, Juby. though what I'm struggling with may not be my fault, it's still mine. It's my job to steward my suffering well. And then the question becomes, am I stewarding, am I stewarding my suffering based off of what I want what I feel? Or am I doing it based off of the biblical blueprint? Yeah. Here's the other thing I want you guys to think about real quick as we wrap up. Imagine if Jesus didn't, if he had no feeling or emotion. Like imagine if the text said, well, I got to get crucified is what God told me to do. It is what it is. Well, that's not like God I would want to serve. I'm impersonal. But that's not what it says. I just love that story because I think the way, even going back to Job, like yes, Job put his trust in God. There's 30 chapters throughout the book of Job of him lamenting and having suicidal thoughts. He said, curse the today, I was ever, ever born, God. These are the stuff we don't talk about. You know, <laughs> those are hard. My point is, we have to go through the process. So, how much of how we suffer is because of what I wanted and not what God wants. You know? And
0: I think oftentimes what we forget is, I forget, is we give Jesus this fairy tale pass. Like, oh, he knew what he was doing, he was made for it. I mean, I joke around about things like that, but I think the point that we're not touching on in his suffering is he was fully human mm. and he felt all of it. Mm. Seriously, like he felt every, like, I mean, I felt for you when you had to get stitches this summer. Like there are times my stomach still like flips when I look back at that video
2: or... <laughs> not my proudest moment. That's not my moment.
0: <laughs> you know, but for me to do that, but like that was nothing compared to what and I think we forget that because That's we're just really like, oh, he's Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was made for this. Like, he had to go through that in order for us to have what we have. Okay, then you must go through what you have to go through mm-hmm. to have what you have. Like, I am such, like, I'm so bad at this. I fairy tale him and give him a pass mm-hmm. because he was Jesus,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And I know we've talked a lot about um, Moses and Jesus and Job and... Um, today but and people are whoever might be listening is like well that's all in the bible if they want a good account of suffering well google Catherine wolf Mm. um she is still alive she had to at a very young age um a couple of years into being married she went through this major stroke you know lost Mm. functions of her body and uh She just really talks about suffering well in a way that makes you say, like, okay, God, this is not just some story I'm reading in the Bible. Like, this is someone I know of. That's someone that's tangible. Mm. So she wrote a book called Suffer Strong. um, And I highly recommend that to anyone who is just like, well, it sounds good in the Bible, but what about now? It's now. Yeah. Yeah. So I would highly recommend googling her and her husband, um, Jay Wolf.
2: That's good. Thank you, ladies. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. You will oh, be. You know, I have a, a. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: well, there, it's a, a lot of annoying things are happening in my phone that has <laughs> tanked my ability to be kind this <laughs> morning. Um, a lot of things that I'm going to be See, addressing in a second. Suffering. <laughs> is this suffering or is this straightening up? Um, some, some I'll say his
2: last. I'll say his last two things, and we'll close it out. Uh, something else I encourage people to is to slow read Psalm 23 and Psalm 91. They're both great uh, words uh, of the Lord, and of course, just to pray through. And the last thing is this: though everything we have may not be our fault, it is still 100 percent our responsibility. To do something about it which is tough but give yourself grace and then come alongside others and be graceful to them but that's it thank you ladies peace out
0: (laughs) we hope you enjoyed part two of our conversation on how to deal with suffering if you're enjoying this podcast be sure to share subscribe and follow and give us a review We'd really love to hear how this is making a difference in your life. To receive detailed information on this podcast and more, be sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and we're looking forward to having you join us on the next one.